0: welcome into another edition of the i'm fat podcast i am rick camp alongside fellow fat jay zawoski and before we get into anything else jay happy birthday
1: oh thanks ricky
0: you're 53 how do you feel
1: (laughs) 53 i feel 53 i'm actually not 53 i'm 42 which is not much better but yeah i'm feeling it man i am feeling old as balls as the kids say do they
0: I don't know if they say that anymore, actually. But, I don't either. I know, like, I said stuff as balls, but, <laughs> you know, like, ent- enter thing here yes. as balls.
1: Right. But, well, you're you're young. You're younger than me, so that counts. Yeah. You're a child. I am you're 33. So, oh. yeah. You got a lot of time to go before you really feel bad about life.
0: Oh, no. I'm. I'm, I'm got, <laughs> you're there? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel pretty pretty much ahead of the curve on that one, then. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so we hope everybody enjoyed our Thanksgiving podcast and was able to take our advice and optimize your own Thanksgiving experience. Today we're going to try and do a little bit of the same Christmas-wise. In terms of going from place to place and all that stuff, it's all the same principle. It's just, you know, maybe different selection of food. Yeah. But we want to go over today a lot of questions about Christmas cookies and, and, you know, different things about them. So we just said let's consolidate it all. We're going to do our Christmas slash holiday cookie power rankings. We're big on power rankings, so we'll do those.
1: Yes, and I want to thank my wife, Hope, for the inspiration when we put up the uh, bi-weekly Facebook post saying give us your fat questions. Hers was first, best Christmas cookie, and there are a lot of good options.
0: Yeah, there really are. All right, so we're going to do that. We'll go over some of like what we do for Christmas, special food that we have that's more Christmas specific instead of like Thanksgiving, like last time. And we have a good amount of ask a fat questions. Yes, we do. And this will be the last pod of 2019. Oh, so sad. enjoy it, savor it. Maybe, and if you normally listen at like 1.2, maybe listen at just regular speed so that way you can savor it savor more. it
1: or it, slow it down so we sound fatter than ever.
0: Yeah, exactly. What's your favorite Christmas
1: cookie? <laughs> I oh <laughs> <laughs> like it. Yeah, Big something. inhale.
0: <laughs>
1: I always think of the uh, Adam Sandler, the fat kid wheezing
0: sound. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> perfect. Yeah, that's us. All right. So if you don't already, follow the podcast on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod. Subscribe, rate, and review. We, there's a lot of people that have done that. We always, always appreciate it. Tell a friend, though. Yeah. That's something else you could do to help us out. Tell for for every episode you tell one friend. We'll be huge soon. Well, huge, like as a podcast, not like huge.
1: Yeah, we're company. already pretty huge. Speaking of that, um, went to chartable, which is a website that charts podcast success. Okay. And like any sort of de- tracking podcasting it's difficult because it's all based on frequency and how many reviews you get blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But we are in the top 100 food podcasts. Nice. Which is pretty good considering how rarely we do pod- we do it every right. other week, which it's, is rare for a podcast. Right.
0: It's not the same day. Right.
1: And it lives on the score more than anything. So it's not like individually promoted by anything other than ourselves. Sure. So that's really good. So thank you for uh, supporting us and listening. And, and everywhere I go, people say, oh, I love the, I love the podcast. They say, oh, you're a big Hawks fan? Like, no, no, I mean, I'm fat. That's what everybody talks about. Yeah. So it's been good. It's been great. So thank you
0: all for the, for the support. Love right. you. With that said, we have to get into, the, we got to get to it right here. We mentioned it like, what, two minutes ago? Yeah. Christmas cookie power rankings. Yes. Going five deep. Do you want to go one to five or five to one? Let's go five to one. Okay. Number five. What is the birthday boy's fifth favorite Christmas cookie?
1: All right. I had to look these up and because I didn't know what they were called. Okay. They're called Christmas crinkles. Huh? They're red and green, red or green. Okay. And they look like a sugar cookie. They're kind of like cracked and they're covered in powdered sugar. If I could turn this computer around, I could show you yeah. a Christmas crinkle. I don't think I can. Maybe I can. No. Uh,
0: just Doesn't Google it, like
1: Christmas cr- crinkles. They're really good. They're just kind of Christmassy. They are mm-hmm. not. They don't really taste Christmassy, but they look Christmassy, and I've only seen them around Christmas. They're delicious. I love um, powdered sugar on stuff. Yeah, me too. And this, the, it, I'm looking at the ingredients here. It's basically just a sugar cookie dyed red okay. or green and covered in powdered sugar.
0: Okay, I actually have something with powdered sugar on my list. Nice. But it is not my number five. My number five are the bells and stars that everybody has had. On my list. Yeah. Like that when you think Christmas cookie, I wouldn't say they're fantastic, but they're really good and they make you think of Christmas.
1: Now there's a difference between bells and stars and Santa's favorites. True. The bell the Santa's favorites are shaped like bells and stars, mm-hmm. but they're anise flavored.
0: Yeah, they are. They are imposters.
1: Yes. Well, they're different. Mind your tongue. All right. That might be on my list, too. Uh Um, But the Archway Bells and Stars, they're not the same thing, but those are great. They're all they're both great.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to start out with something. Get something traditional Christmas and make sure it's on my list.
1: All right. Well, following your lead there, my number four is Gingerbread Cookies. You never have them except for Christmas. It's true. And anytime I see one somewhere, I want it. Yes. And, you know, I know that in, uh, in autumn, you know, people get into the pumpkin spice. To me, mm-hmm. when I see like a gingerbread latte or whatever, that's the flavor that I chase. That to me yeah. is like the flavor of the winter. So give me a gingerbread mm-hmm. man, a well-made one. My daughter made some this weekend, actually. Really? They turned out really good. They were a little crispy. Mm-hmm. But del- just the taste of gingerbread is good. And what I like about it is sometimes when you have... Things with a lot of sugar in them, the aftertaste lingers for a long time. Sure. Gingerbread doesn't do that. I like gingerbread a lot.
0: Yeah. One thing with mentioning like the pumpkin spice versus, versus like gingerbread and that type of stuff. Yeah. Christmas is very much more of like a dessert holiday. Yes. Versus Thanksgiving, where Thanksgiving is almost 100% savory. Right. So that's one big stipulation to put on there. Okay. Number four for me. I don't know if they're technically considered a Christmas time only thing but that's the only time i ever see them and it's the only time my family would ever make them uh pizzelles oh yeah. yeah those are great they are incredible so those like, are the like the, super thin
1: filled with frosting
0: nice right no th- these are just like super super thin with powdered sugar on top and they're shaped like snowflakes oh what am i
1: oh yes yeah I'm thinking of the um It's
0: like an it's more of an it's an Italian it's like thing. a waffle cookie. Yeah, exactly. Yes,
1: those are great. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of like know. the long uh they come it's like a, it's a similar kind of a flaky tube. Okay. And the tube is filled with chocolate or vanilla or whatever. Almost
0: like um uh the pirouettes. A pirouette. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, like of. the oh that are way too expensive at the stores, but you really want to buy them anyway. Aldi. I know. Well, they're they're expensive by Aldi standard. Oh wow! But like, so it's like eighty it's like, cents. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like four it's like four bucks there instead of like six or seven at the store. But the one reason I really know that they're an Italian thing is because I mean this is years ago now. Went to my buddy Pete and his wife Erica. She's the one that makes the the good ass pulled pork okay. for fantasy football drafts that I've mentioned on the podcast. At their wedding, they had it was. Everybody brought a dessert. It was an array of every Italian dessert you oh, could imagine. Yeah, that sounds good. And I gravitated towards the pizzelles. So it's like either in that type of situation or Christmassy time, like right. holiday time is when I'll even come across them and they're incredible.
1: But to me, that's a that's a Christmas cookie mm-hmm. to me. And I'm be- inspired by you, Rick. Yes. I am replacing my Christmas crinkles with pizzelles. Okay. They have moved to my number five spot. Nice. All right. So my number three is what Rick already talked about, the Bells and Stars, the Archway Bells and Stars. Just solid. Good. Yeah. The taste is nostalgic. Reminds you of Christmas. I don't know if I would crave it around all year, but when I see them at a party, I gravitate towards them. Yeah. Yeah. Bells and Stars are good.
0: All the nostalgia. Yep. My number three, and once again, another one of those that I only think of in terms of the holidays but I don't know if it's technically considered a Christmas cookie is the shortbread cookie with the raspberry yes. stuff in the middle where mm-hmm. it's it's like normally like a star or something.
1: That's got a name and I just saw it as I was doing research and I lost it. But they're yes, they're good. They actually have them actually yeah. they're not. They're called Archway Raspberry Filled Classic. They have them up okay. in our little snack area too.
0: Yeah, those ones aren't great because like I don't know if they're like super old but like they crumble <laughs> really easy. And they may end up making a bigger mess than they're probably worth. True. So I just I tend to fade them up there. Speaking of that snack area, mm-hmm.
1: just a slight detour. Yes. Something I have not seen in probably ten years. Mm-hmm. A whatchamacallit call it bar?
0: Yeah, and they have a crap ton. It's <laughs> like
1: fifty them. of them for sale up there. Yeah. And if I go up right now, there's going to be 50, fifty of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't 50. even know what what does it taste like. I don't know. Do you know the ingredients of a whatchamacallit? I think
0: it's got peanut butter or something, so I've I've just avoided it.
1: I might just try one whatchamacallit. call it. All right, let's see what's in a whatchamacallit real quick. Okay. Before we move on. Okay, <laughs> so peanut butter crisps crisp coated in a thin layer of chocolate. In 1987 the formula is modified to include chocolate caramel and peanut flavored crisps. That actually sounds pretty good. All right, I'll try one. It's made by Hershey's too, so you know the chocolate's good.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, if you have a good chocolate base, that's at least a little bit of a safe haven.
1: Chocolate base was not my nickname in college. Mm, Number one the name of your band. It was
0: Yes. <laughs> you played Hootie in the Blowfish
1: Covers. I'd tell you this is another aside, but whatever. Yeah. When I so my best friend Jill Mhm. And Herb Lawrence were friends before I knew Herb from here. Yeah. And I met Herb, and then, like, two nights later, had a dream that Herb and I were in a band together.
0: Interesting. And Herb
1: was a bass player, and he had a black flag tattoo. You know the band Black Flag, the punk yeah. band? Mm-hmm. That's it. And Herb still remembers me telling him that story. All right, cool story. My number two in the power rankings are the <laughs> Salerno Santa's Favorites. Now, those are the coded... Bells, stars, trees. Oh, yeah. I think there's Christmas ornaments in there. Mm-hmm. They used to be bigger. Yeah. And they used to be flatter. Mm-hmm. Now they're very small and sort of rounded, but the taste is the same. That's the anise flavor. Yeah. And again, that that taste, the taste of anise aside from in what it's always in. Sure. In a cookie form, that to me screams Christmas. And the whenever I see that box, yeah, I buy it. It's okay. like that's the first Christmas purchase I'll make every year. Yeah, because they come out probably right before Thanksgiving. You start to see them around. Mm-hmm. I love those. They're not they're not really good, but they're just it's a nostalgia thing for yeah. me. And that that's a big part of my food experience is nostalgia. We talked about that in the Thanksgiving episode. Mm-hmm. Like there's just things that maybe don't taste as great as they do in my memory. Yeah, but I it just it feels like part of the season. And when I talk about aftertaste, Santa's favorites have a long aftertaste. You gotta almost have something to eat immediately, which is fine with me.
0: Huh. My number two, and this some people probably like you know, give me the side eye for this. Your basic, just the cutout sugar cookie, like the Pillsbury, just you know, like boom 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 boom. Just oh yeah. With like <laughs> with the pre-stamped design on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just I don't know why. Those yeah, are those sure. are great. They're simple, they taste good. I'm here for them.
1: There's a reason that they've been around forever. Yeah. And they're easy to make. They're Christmassy. It's like all the work's done for you. Yes. Like, can you cut in a straight line? No. No. That's okay. That's
0: fine. <laughs> It'll be can, a little can you operate? Can you operate an oven? Barely. Barely. That's yeah. okay.
1: You're going to have good cookies. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I, those, those are good. I think the, the new ones are uh, the ones Addie really wanted. They have the Will Ferrell elf hat on them. Oh, nice. And those are the ones she really wants. Yeah. All right. My number one. And I forgot these existed because I don't live by one of these anymore. Trader Joe's Candy Cane JoJo's. What? JoJo's are Trader Joe's Oreos. Okay. But are the there's a little more filling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a little creamier. Mm-hmm. And the Candy Cane JoJo's have little broken pieces of candy cane in the cream. Those are absolutely amazing. Huh. And it's got like... A refreshing mintiness to
0: it. Oh, nice. Like where it's
1: cold in your mouth. Yeah. Candy Cane JoJo's at Trader Joe's are the goat of Christmas cookies to me.
0: Nice. Yeah,
1: they're so good. And I need to find a Trader Joe's ASAP.
0: My number one is, I think they start having them just after Halloween, and then they're around through, I think like mid-January, and they're amazing, are the white fudge covered Oreos. Oh, yeah. Those have somehow become Christmassy. Yeah. Like, I I don't remember them really being Christmassy before, but they have over time. I don't know if they, like, shortened the time frame in which they're available, but...
1: I think you're right. I think they are seasonal, and on the box, there are snowflakes or whatever. I'm looking at it right now. There's
0: 12 in a pack, which is a little bit of a ripoff, but hey, for those, it's a seasonal thing. I'm willing to make the sacrifice to pay a little bit more (laughs) to get them because they're just so damn good.
1: I just Googled... White chocolate Oreos and clicked on the first one that popped up. Yeah. This must be a international knockoff, not knockoff, but an international name for the product. Oreo snowy (laughs) enrobed.
0: That's the worst name ever. Is that that? It almost (laughs) snowy
1: enrobed. Snowy enrobed. That is weird. Oh, speaking of Oreos, okay. we have to pay off something we discussed before. The mystery Oreo flavor has been revealed.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Remember I talked about, I thought it was uh, like Teddy Grahams or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's churro. Churro flavored. And they're damn good. So I think they're available now. So go get yourself some churro Oreos.
0: Yeah, man. There are a few things that beat a good churro. That's one of the best parts about going to U.S. Cellular Field. Yes there you can get a yes. churro you can get a churro at like every third section <laughs> i
1: don't know it's funny how that's become a thing there yeah but they must sell a ton of them and they should cuz
0: they're amazing well yeah think about think about the mostly mexican influence mm-hmm. you have the churros you have uh elotes yeah. in a good amount of spots now like modelo is one of the main beers i mean i love that aspect
1: of well, it well i mean that's my favorite food category is Mexican food and uh, yeah, that, that park has all the food at US. what is it called?
0: Or, yeah, sorry, did guaranteed I say, rate. Oh, did I said USO? yeah, whatever.
1: I think you said the cell, but whatever. Yeah. We all know what it means. Yeah, it's just the I food. I still there say is Kaminsky. Phenomenal. That's I'll never call it that. I'd rather call it after the, after the owner that everybody hated on the team. <laughs> uh, speaking of churros, <laughs> yeah, broken English here yeah. on Randolph. It's either uh, Randolph Lake? or Washington, or oh, maybe it's like I think it's like it's one of those three their churros
0: dude i've never had yeah because isn't that where we went with uh spiegel and parkins the one time yes
1: we're gonna go get some
0: tacos we're gonna buy you guys some marks mm. we're gonna bond as
1: the show and shave our
0: balls <laughs> not together though.
1: no not together we did it separately right but yeah the broken english uh churros are amazing go
0: there yeah. Have them for a snack before you get on the train. It's, it's been a minute since I've been to Broken English. So. We
1: go there anytime we have an event in the city, like with friends, that's where we go
0: because it's easy to, there's usually a seat available and the yeah. food is phenomenal and it's good value. All right. I'm going to have to make priority, especially because like there's okay Mexican food out by me, but not great. So I, I have been missing that a little bit. Do in you my
1: have life. like good, cheap Mexican?
0: Like a burrito joint by you, yeah, yeah. Like so, there's a few Los Burritos Tapatios by us. Yeah, LB. So most people just call LBT, and that that place is solid. Like I wouldn't say it's
1: great, yeah, but, but it's, you, it's solid. So you're lacking a place where you can sit down, get chips and salsa served. They got good margs, like that kind of a place. That's what you're missing.
0: Yeah, like they, you can sit down there, but it's not like great. It's not like holy crap, yeah. Mexican food. It's like solid Mexican food.
1: Let me ask you this: If you had to choose between getting rid of a taco burrito joint Mm -hmm. or a sit-down restaurant like for the rest of your life you have to have only one of them wow which would you choose would you choose the greasy burrito joint or would you choose a sit-down chips and salsa margarita mexican place and i'm going to say you have the you have the you have the best of them to choose from so you've got a great like the the best greasy burrito ever i'm
0: probably choosing the greasy burrito joint
1: yeah me too me too.
0: For convenience aspect of it, you can go in, and get it, and bounce if you want. Yeah, but and if all you that.
1: if you find a place with great burritos like that, mm-hmm. there's nothing better. Yeah, there's so and it is hard to find a really really good one. But once you find that spot, mm-hmm. like mine was always El Gallo, uh, Tapachio and Oakland, 111th okay. and Cicero, mm-hmm. and there's a couple others that was always my favorite. But Taco Burrito King, yeah, up north in the city, there's mm-hmm. none of those south. Like the actual. TBK. Yeah. Amazing. And there was a place in Joliet when I went to Lewis called Burrito King. Okay. And they had like a two-foot yeah. burrito that me and my roommate knocked out one night. That's awesome. No, each had one. Oh. Yeah, we didn't do it. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well we got our gone. picture
1: on the wall, but they closed. It's a mm. shame. It was amazing. Though. Is
0: your picture still on the wall?
1: It might be like in the rubble. Yeah. <laughs> they tore the building down. Okay. So
0: I miss that place. Oh, man. Anyway, somehow we got onto Mexican food on our Christmas episode. Hey, man. Hey, whatever. Feliz Navidad. Right.
1: As we've been talking, I've gotten a million <laughs> questions added to my Facebook page, too. Okay,
0: so we should probably speed up here. Yeah, right, yeah. All so right. Okay, so uh, before we get to our Ask a Fact questions, we do want to go over just, is there any, like, Christmas-specific food that your family does? Like you said,
1: my Christmas party memories are all desserts. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll have ham, sometimes turkey, But it feels like I just had that stuff on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's not as special. Yeah, it doesn't feel as special. So my memories are mostly tied to dessert. And Hope's aunt has a party where everyone just fills a table with homemade Christmas cookies. That's awesome. And that that to me is, that's the Christmas experience. And aside from cookies, Hope makes this thing where it's uh, a pretzel with a Rolo
0: Mm
1: and um, M&M on top of the Rolo. And you just put those together, like the um, Snyder's brand square pretzels. Yeah. You just put the Rolo on top of that, the M&M on top of that, and throw them in the oven so they stick together. Oh, that's perfect. It's great. You get the sweet, the salty, the crunch from the M&M. So that, to me, Mm -hmm. dessert is Christmas to me.
0: The thing that we do every year is they're a pain in the ass to make, apparently. Like, the dough is really hard to make. So my mom only does it once, maybe twice a year and Christmas is always that time, is kolachkis. Oh, yeah. Homemade kolachkis. Yes. Now, we don't fold them the same way they do at, like, the stores, where it's more of, like, the diamond, and then you roll it over. It's more you take the four corners into the middle. Okay. That's how we fold them. But There's no wrong way. <laughs> no, no, there really isn't. It's all going the same place.
1: Yeah. But uh, Your thighs. Sorry. True. I'm basic.
0: <laughs> so... My uh so that's like my mom's thing that she's like, I think this either this Christmas or next year she's gonna like teach Colleen how to make, and it's kind oh, like cool. the thing that's handed down, so that's cool. But like completely opposite of that is my favorite Christmas that we ever did, like food wise. everybody was just feeling lazy. like it was pretty much just like immediate family. like my family went over to my grandma's. It was one of the last couple of years my grandma was was at her house, so it was a little different than everybody else just kind of popped in and out throughout the day. So all we did was a bunch of like apps. So it was like yeah. uh, I'll have to remember to tapas. To, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. It was <laughs> but it's like cheese sticks instead yeah, of. It was yeah. like there was there was some like chips and queso. Uh, we did. I'll have to remember to to beep this later. So I might as well just put the marker on it now. Uh, on a shingle, which is fantastic mm-hmm. for those keeping score at home. If you haven't heard it on the podcast before, it's like the the little square of like the rye bread with just beef melted with cheese, and then you. And then you just bake it just a little bit in the oven so that it all sticks, yep. and it's fantastic. And, like, just stuff like that. And then we had our desserts, and we were good. We had, like, a French silk pie, and we had, like, kalachkis and we were set.
1: Yeah, kolachkis are another one that I don't know if I necessarily associate them with Christmas, but maybe yeah. I should.
0: I know. It's just it. more is for my family. I think just because it's so rare that we get them. True. Christmas is one of the few times that we actually do.
1: Cool. Yeah, for me, all desserts. And my uh, wife's cousin makes, she calls it cheesecake dip. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She gets little, like, uh, sticks of graham cracker. Yeah. And it makes, it's like cream cheese dip with chocolate chips in it. Yes. I can eat that all day. And I have. All right.
0: Let's get to our Ask a Fat questions.
1: Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats.
0: All right. First one for me is from Jake. If you were Santa, what treat would you want to see kids leave for you? Well, a pizza.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I would think if I'm Santa, I'm probably tired of the same cookies over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I would want something a little different, but it would have to be something that I could eat quickly and cleanly. This is a really good question. Yeah. Fresh White Castle sliders nice you can eat them quickly yeah it gives you the saltiness the the Mm -hmm. protein that you need the carbs yes and you get right back in that sleigh and get back to work
0: so mine is a little dicey when it comes to the cleanliness aspect of it and i honestly don't if it's just sitting out i don't know how well it would do but if i'm getting the idealized version of this maybe and maybe it's again because i haven't had great mexican food lately queso fundido. Just see you're flying over town. It's like whoa! It's like (laughs) spilling cheese everywhere. (laughs) I just want. I I I want. It's gonna be cold out, so I want the warm cheese. I want my chorizo of ah, just. Okay. That's that's what I man I've been missing chorizo lately.
1: Well, if you have Spiegel's, uh, you know, passenger seat buffet in your yeah. sleigh, you can have a. You'll be fine. Just dip the chip. Oh yeah.
0: I've I found the other way to balance out your seat so that you can have a flat. Is if you is if you have a pizza box, does the job for you.
1: Oh, you just keep an empty pizza box in your car. You could. Okay, I thought you were going Either- to talk about flattening out the pizza box, which I put a little water. I have, a- this is a fat fashion if I've ever had one. Nice. I make sure I always have a small Aquafina water bottle in my car. Yeah. Because it's the perfect size to keep my passenger seat level for a pizza. That's awesome. So I always have one under the passenger seat. That's in good. In case of pizza emergency.
0: That's a good one.
1: That's just thinking ahead, is what that is. All right, my question comes from Zach Withers. Okay. He says, why, are- maybe you will not have an opinion here, Rick. Why are Christmas tree Reese's the best Reese's?
0: Yeah, I have no thought.
1: Now, this is a good question, and you could, and he's right. The question is though, is it Easter egg Reese's or Christmas tree Reese's? I say Christmas tree because you're able to eat the corners off the tree first. Yeah. And then you've still got a nice pie slice of the Reese to eat. I get that. I think it's just the chocolate to peanut butter ratio is really good on the Christmas tree. It's like the perfect amount. I feel like sometimes when I'm eating a basic peanut butter cup, I could use a little more peanut butter. Mm-hmm. But the trees and the and the Easter eggs have a good amount of peanut butter in there. The perfect to me the to me it's the perfect ratio on those items.
0: All right, my next question is from Ariel, who wants to know: Would you rather have traditional Christmas dinner or Chinese food takeout? For all of our Jewish friends
1: out there, takeout. It's not as I talk about nostalgia, right? Right. It's not a nostalgic thing by any means, but it's just good. <laughs> And it's easy and it's cleaned
0: up early. And I'm taking the traditional Christmas dinner because I'm very touch and go with Chinese food. Oh, I, yeah. Like only a couple times a year, I'll get a taste for it and then I'll be in. Otherwise, what- mostly out.
1: What do you get when you get Chinese food? Nothing earth shattering like, like orange chicken. Orange chicken like that. That but seems to have become the like very, the most basic. Yeah,
0: I'm very much a a Chinese, an Asian food basic bitch. Yeah, that's me.
1: Uh, the sweet and sour chicken, which is basically chicken McNuggets with sweet sauce to dip it in. Yeah. 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 I like you know when I was younger, we used to get egg foo young all the time, and then I mm-hmm. hadn't had it uh, in a long time, and then we had friends over for dinner, and then ordered that again. That's back on the rotation. Egg foo young is tremendous. Nice. All right, next one for me comes from Jimmy. He said, why do we refer to Santa as Jolly, but describe little boys, at least when I was a kid, as Husky? That's fair. (laughs) I like that. But I wonder, like, you go to Sears back in the day or JCPenney, it's like, go to the Jolly section. Really? At least Husky is hiding. Husky says, like, oh, you know, Husky,
0: you're a little bigger. Jolly just means fat. See, to me, Jolly is more of an emotion than anything else. But can a normie be Jolly? probably
1: not yeah you got to be fat to be jolly yeah that's they true. go hand in hand
0: yeah that's fair the, the thing that sucks is when you are expected to be jolly because you are fat <laughs> like zero poking your belly yeah get away from me right i'm not jolly
1: i just happen to be fat right yeah
0: now depends on who's also poking your belly. but that's All not right that. no, okay that's right that's yeah
1: i know you asked colleen to do the belly poke and she said no
0: <laughs> 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 it's true <laughs> Oh god, okay. This is from our friend Alec Campbell. Is eggnog the worst or the worst?
1: Neither. Eggnog is the best. Love eggnog. How about you? Do you like eggnog? I'm indifferent on eggnog. Oh, that's not possible. You can't be indifferent on
0: eggnog. I don't know. It's it's okay.
1: Oh my god, I love it.
0: Like I never I never actively seek out eggnog, but well, like when yeah. I have it, it's like okay.
1: Well, for it's different because I don't think I've ever store bought eggnog.
0: Okay, that's but if probably it's there, lie. yeah,
1: I am on it quick. Okay, like it. I love eggnog. When I worked at a produce store back in high school, mm-hmm. the dean's milk guy came and dropped the milk carton full of eggnog. Yeah, and I had to mop that up with your tongue with a mop. Okay, it took me. I'm not kidding you. Three hours.
0: Holy crap!
1: The more you add water to eggnog, all you're doing is making glue. You're just producing glue. Oh! So I'm I'm putting the mop in the bucket, lopping back in. I'm just creating a I'm creating a a, a a concoction of eggnog and cleaning solution, and I'm basically just respreading it. Oh my! So God. I finally had to realize I just had to go get like spray cleaner. Yeah. Do that spray cleaner and not use the water over and over again. That was the worst. That was the worst experience I've ever had. Yeah. Oh, except for when I sliced open a bag of sauerkraut and sauerkraut juice got over me.
0: Oh. (laughs) It's really gross. Yeah, you can (laughs) keep every bit of sauerkraut. Yeah,
1: this is the big bag of gross. Sorry. All right. Next one for me comes from Jamie. He says, fruitcake has a bad reputation. Have you ever had a fruitcake you actually liked, homemade, or store-bought? Interested in your response. I have okay. never tried
0: fruitcake mm-hmm.
1: because all I've heard my entire life is how terrible it is.
0: I've only had it once, and it wasn't great. What? Then why is it a thing I, I don't know. I don't get it. If it's not good, don't, unless it's just like lazy people being like, I'll be, I'll be the person that makes sure to bring fruitcake.
1: Uh, it seems to me when I look at a fruit cake, yeah, it reminds me of like when you see those '70s Jello recipes that were so popular, where there's like hot dogs jammed in Jello. Yes, it's like was fruitcake the only survivor of that era of food? Apparently, yeah. I, I'm no, I, I have no interest in it, and maybe it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. It can't be terrible, right? Right, but. All I've heard is how crappy fruitcake is, so I've never tried it. If I see one this if I see one this Christmas, I'll try a piece.
0: For the sake of the podcast. Yeah, for research. That's fair. All right. This question comes from Kevin. What is the protocol when asking for leftovers? I'm assuming to take home from wherever you are. Now I'm from a Polish
1: Catholic family. So taking leftovers is not a choice. Right. We over prepare, we overcook, and I am given a sack of leftovers. Now I haven't talked about this. Every year, my aunt does a tree trimming party where the whole... She had 80 people at her house this weekend. Kids, adults, everybody. She's got a small house in Evergreen Park. Okay. Then she makes... She gets like aluminum trays Mm -hmm. and then makes ham and cheese sandwiches. She individually wraps all of them and throws the whole thing in the oven. I come home every party with like 20 ham and cheese sandwiches.
0: Nice. I can
1: just unwrap. Put in paper towel, microwave for 45 seconds, and I got a meal. Perfect. I look forward to it every year. That's amazing. And this year I had to leave before the food was served because mm. of stupid softball. But anyway, it was, they're amazing. And it's, that's probably my favorite Christmas tradition is that party.
0: For me, I would say it's normally not on you. You should not be actively asking, well, can I take this home? What well, can I take this home? That's weird. That's That's, that's a little presumptuous. Yeah. So I would not I would recommend not doing that. I would assume if if there are usually leftovers on an annual basis, you will be given some, especially if you're if you're not the one hosting, then you get what you get. Yeah. And but you have to be thankful for that.
1: If I'm hosting, I want it out. I do not want a fridge full of other people's food. Yeah, that's fair. T- take it. Mm-hmm. Take Whatever. Fill this Ziploc bag whatever you want. Take. Yeah. You and want I'm like, going to give you more than you want. Yeah, or More than you take.
0: Exactly. Like you you want to keep enough for like you hope and Addy and like that's it. Yeah.
1: All right. Where are you at on mold wine? On what? Mold wine. I don't know what that is. So it's it's red wine heated up okay. served hot and there's usually cinnamon sticks in there and some berries and some stuff to give it a wintry flavor you don't drink that it's strained out yeah but mold wine is i have uh, have never had it i love mold wine
0: hell i'd never heard of it well you should try it it's delicious okay i'm not i'm not a not a big it's weird i'm not a big wine guy but the one that we had at bernstein's house the one time i could actually do a little bit
1: the cameron hughes lot 83 I don't know if that's what it was. All right, that was a short question. Yeah. I have a, this is a non Christmas one. Are we allowed to do that?
0: Yeah, I've got one non Christmas too. So,
1: all right. Uh, this is from Mary, who uh, writes us every week. She says, I was recently inebriated and needed to eat all the Sour Patch watermelon slices, and it was amazing. It got me thinking, what are some of the best foods to go when you're hungover or drunk? She said hers used to be a Burger King Whopper, Coke, and fries.
0: Burger King Whopper's really good. Uh for me when I was in college, I mean we had the beer nuggets from Lucalos, those are yeah. always good, the cheese nuggets from Pizza Pros. That was my number one. Sometimes I would get them I got to a point where I knew myself well enough that when I was still drunk, if I was drinking at the house, I would order them. I would order two order I would get two orders of them. One that we would all eat then with whoever else, and then one that I would keep in my room for the next morning. <laughs> So that I would have, so that I would have food for when I was either hungover or
1: still drunk. You don't want to get out of bed, like, uh, just like swatting at them on the side of your bed. You are not far off.
0: No, I, I've the, been one, there. One thing, one time, I was so drunk, they, they were in the bed with me when I first got them. <laughs> so they spent the night in the bed with me, and my sheets were just greasy like it was so you found bad. one in your roll oh, yeah. what is that oh oh, oh uh, you ate it
1: still warm yeah i mean that's that
0: strategy worked out well though
1: my go-to drunk food is this burrito Get me a big greasy burrito yep. when i'm drunk hold the lettuce hold the tomato i want steak mm-hmm. beans and cheese and that's it yep Rice. that's it I'm here most rice. places that i would go when i'm drunk
0: Didn't don't have rice, rice in
1: the burrito yeah Um, But if it's an, if it's option, I'm taking it. Yeah. But usually just give me steak, beans, and cheese when I'm drunk and I'm good.
0: All right. My non Christmas one is from PD is eating a pound of bacon in one sitting an accomplishment or frowned upon. How much? A pound. That's a whole package, right? I believe so. That's an achievement. Yeah, exactly. There's no way that'd be frowned
1: upon. It's bacon. You're saving on carbs too. It's healthy. Yeah. It's like keto or something. Exactly. Yeah. Why would you not do that?
0: Right, everything's fine as long as there's no carbs. There's that, no flaw in that logic. That's what
1: the, that's what Doctor Ekins told us before he had a heart attack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just working my ninth steak of the day through. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. I've got one more question, which is more of a humble brag from my friend Sarah. Okay. She's hosting our Christmas party on her. She's hosting her Christmas party on Saturday. This is the one I ordered the burgundy pants for.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. She's
1: going to have a seven foot charcuterie tra- table. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It is a thing. Is everything
0: going to be labeled with the different flavors and the smells of, like, like whatever, a, a Bernstein oh, thing? Oh, s-
1: let me tell you something. If Bernstein went to Sarah's Christmas party, he yeah. would be impressed. Wow. He would say this is probably the, the classiest party I've been to. She went to, like, out of state to pick up this charcuterie, which really? I can't really say very well. Yeah. And, like, different honeys and different cheeses and just all the meats and... Dead animals, you can imagine. It's just going to be incredible. I have a picture of last year's charcuterie tra- table. I will show you as a comparison. Okay. Because I, I think she's going to... She had it last year, and now she's saying, well, this year's going to be fancier. Just ing-. She's wearing a, like a ball gown to her party. Really? Yeah. It's going to be a thing. I think she hired wow. a piano player for this party.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: this is what she does. This is her thing. This is Sarah's thing, and it's going to be amazing. Oh goodness, man. I'm almost intimidated to go. Yeah. Because I'm just not...
0: That guy. I don't
1: own anything fancy. No. I work at the score. I come to work in my pajamas basically. Right. So it's hard for me to I, I don't wanna I don't wanna have her mad at me if my if my outfit is not good enough. Yeah. But I'm very excited about this party and the charcuterie is gonna be outstanding and her drinks are even better. She is like a cocktail expert. So befriend Sarah if you live in Homewood. If you live in Homewood, you probably know who I'm talking about. <laughs> All
0: right. My last question comes from Andrea who actually, one of my good friends, she called me today to say she was listening to the Thanksgiving episode at the gym. Not allowed. Which, yeah, which is weird in and of itself. Insultant. But that she had people looking at her because she was laughing so hard while on an elliptical.
1: That, that, all right, well, that's good. Yeah,
0: for one thing, that's what you get for being on an elliptical.
1: Yeah. Two. You should be, that they were
0: laughing at you for that. Right. Yeah. So her question is, Rick, would you finally learn to like peanut butter and give us all a Christmas miracle? Yeah, why not? No. (laughs) Why? Get, Get your peanut butter out of my face. I will not be picking up peanut butter this holiday season or any holiday season. Get your peanut butter out of my face. End of story. It's just so weird. It's such a good thing. I don't know
1: why you hate it so much. And it's like, if it's a texture thing, it comes in various textures. There's so many options for you. It smells bad. It does not. And it tastes worse. No, it does not.
0: Yes, it does.
1: This is your wrongest. You're missing out on so many incredible food items because you hate peanut butter. Wrong.
0: More of the things that I like are more available (sighs) because you dummies are eating things with (laughs) peanut butter. I'm sorry. So, to Andrea, (laughs) Oh, wow. I mean...
1: That's aggressive, and I can't really argue with it because it's coming from the heart. It really is. But damn. Wow. All right. I'm just, hey, it's I I think you're missing out. I feel bad for you, but apparently this is not going to be something that changes <laughs>
0: no. based on your very calm and measured reaction. Yeah. that's. I mean, that, that's what I'm known for. So on that note, Jay, I know uh, you have basically the rest of the year off. More I'm back uh, a
1: week from Monday for some reason. For
0: one day. Yeah. I don't know why you're back for one day. But to that's what I love. I know. To, to all the listeners out there, thank you so much for supporting us this year and throughout the life of the podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Just giving us the questions, yeah. the Ask a Fact questions that we have every week. We thank you so much for that. Merry Christmas slash happy holiday. Have a good new year. Be safe. We will be back in 2020 as always. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at I'mFatPod. Jay is at Zawaski 670 I'm at RickCamp670. And you know what? You could do as a present if you're if you're a little strapped there. You know the belt's a little tight because of obvious reasons and because you're poor. Give the gift of telling someone about this podcast
1: yeah that would be really nice to do you're not going to tell the story about your belt today huh
0: oh well that wasn't because i was fat i I actually i kind of forgot about it so uh, i was waiting to see if you'd end the show with the story and oh well no i i just i straight up forgot about it so i was on my way i was on my way in today and i was going to grab you know like the normal spot of like just straight up on your belt yes for to pull up my pants well, I whiffed on the belt and grabbed the loop and pulled up, and the bottom of the loop popped off. Oh boy! So it wasn't even like I did anything too extraneous there. It was just I whiffed on the belt in and okay. of itself, grabbed the loop and pulled up, and now I've got a belt loop. All right, that's just hanging there. And I misunderstood the, and I, it's on the back half of me, which is not great.
1: You said loop the first time, but I heard it as like hole on your belt. I thought you, oh, I thought you busted oh. a belt, bu- uh, your bu- belt buckle.
0: Do you almost say a butt
1: buckle. Butt buckle. That you busted your butt buckle. I almost don't bust that.
0: Maybe from eating too much at Christmas. <laughs> on that note, thank you again to everybody. He's Jay. I'm Rick. We'll see you in 2020 on the I'm Fat Podcast. Stay fat. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. With Metro by T Mobile, your hard earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just $25 a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Exclude sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase.